Hey guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're not wearing shirts, we're drinking some 40s, we're skateboarding, we're smoking weed, we're just being all around delinquents, because we're talking about kids. So let's just start the show. Oh, this is going to be depressing. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Hey guys, thanks for joining us this week. We really appreciate it. Episode 101 for me, Kyle. Mike. Uh, episode 100 for Chris. Hooray! Congratulations, Chris. Yeah, you, you made, made it. it. Welcome right, to the Chris. old Smothers Brothers Club. <laughs> Smothers <laughs> Brothers? What is it? What Triple is it? The Smuckers? For Chris. The Smuckers. Remember? <laughs> we'll, we'll, no. What does it do with the no. Weatherman? No. The Weatherman. Wilford, I don't know. Wilson. Wil- 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 Wilford. Wilson. Wilford Brimley. Bilford Wilson. They always did this thing on like Channel 5 or Wake Up America or some bullshit. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Continue. I'm Guys, sorry. I just want to say, uh, before we get into this episode, which is kids, uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. Please rate us five stars. It helps us out more than you guys realize. Helps spread the word of the show. Uh, we really appreciate it for everybody who has so far. Uh, just like we have, we'll give you a shout out too in the show if you leave us one. Just like uh, this guy here, uh, Melbzbzzy. Melb. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck was that? Could, could, you couldn't have rehearsed that first. Melbzbzzy. <laughs> Mel be Good busy. One. Mel, Mel be busy. Mel be busy. Yeah, Mel be busy. Mel be busy. Dude's busy. He's busy. He's a busy guy. So much, you just that's a confusing <laughs> name. He said, "Hey guys, can y'all <laughs> review Night of the Comet?" This is a request from him. Uh, saw that as a nine-year-old, and it blew my mind. Watched it last night, and it's still very well shot with captivating story surprises. And three teenagers were hooked. Thanks. Guess what, my friend. Your wish has been granted. We've already reviewed this film. You can go check it out at cultfilmreview.com or you can go to our YouTube page and you can check it out there because we have the first 55 episodes up now. 55. We went from 50 to 55. Moving on up in the world. Yeah. Up. What so, did I say? Flowing like a river. Yep. You can check them out there. I don't think you ever said that. I said that. But also, thank <laughs> you for the five-star review. We really, really uh, appreciate it, Melby Busy. Melby Busy. Thanks, Melby Busy. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to say that name over and I over know. again. It's right. like a tongue twister. I love it. I love. I love how many like fun, unique names are on these iTunes yeah. reviews. Hey, we got two more coming uh, at you at the end of the show. So Great. we'll give you guys a shout out then. So three total. Three Fuck yes, total. You know what? That fatigue. It's not there anymore. Oh, they had a week to rest. They had a you week know? to rest. They're back at it. They, had, they you know they they, they proteined up. <laughs> we say thumb, thumbs are healed. Thumbs are healed. <laughs> yeah. No more damage. <laughs> Just carpal carpal tunnel subsided. <laughs> All right, guys, tonight we're talking about Kids. It was directed by Larry Clark. Came out in 1995, had a budget of $1.5 million, made $27 million at the box office. That's worldwide. Was filmed here in the U.S., has a rating of NC-17, and currently sits at a 48% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you've not seen this film and don't know what it's about, it basically follows a group of teenagers in their everyday life as they travel around New York City, skating, drinking, smoking, and deflowering virgins. Is that really like the... the, That's a description of this film. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder who wrote that one. A uh, weird. That's you know. I mean, I guess that's true, but it's pretty accurate. This like one version, right? Oh no, it's two. This is Chris's. Keep... All right, we'll get into this that. Is, yeah, later. we'll get into that. This is Chris's pick. 
Chris, what? Why did you pick such an uplifting movie? <laughs> well, I picked it because we don't always have to do uplifting movies on this show. This is a show about all types of films. So, Kids was one for me when I was a kid. Heard rumblings about. I was into skateboarding. I kept hearing about this particular scene that happens in the park where somebody gets beat down. And it was just kind of like this like mumbling going on about this film. Like, oh, where can I find it? Where can I get it? Where, where did you see it? And so I, I went around looking for it for a long time. And every time I went to rent it, it was always out. Um, so finally I got to see it and what all the hype was about. I think it was considered a controversial film at the time when it mm-hmm. came out. Mm-hmm. And Larry Clark is a controversial film director. Um, so it was, it was again about exploring a, a type of film that I thought was going to shock me or maybe push the boundaries or something. So that's pretty much what my draw to it was. And I wanted to, uh, bring it to the table, see if anybody else here had seen it and, uh, kind of what your thoughts were on it. Who had not seen this movie before? I have not seen this movie before. Mike, had you seen it before? Yeah. Uh, and, and a similar story to Chris's in, in the same way. Yeah. No, I, same I saw it like, like somebody had, it was like. I kind of like re- vaguely recall going over like a house party somewhere, like as a kid, and being like some kid being like, "I got kids," mm-hmm. and being like, "Holy what? shit, what like is coveted. you're like thirteen, bro?" Kids? And they were like, "Dude, it's kid." <laughs> yeah, I was like fifteen when this film came out, so I probably saw it a, like a year later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found it the similar way that Chris did. So you, Kyle, had not seen this movie before, Kyle. So did you have any like, have you heard about it before, or I hadn't heard, I had not heard rumblings. Of, no, have anything of it? Yeah, and I don't know why it just was never on my radar. I mean, I, I, to, I mean, today I brought it up to my dad. That's so I was reviewing. He's like, "Oh, I remember that came out. It was supposed to be all controversial and shit." Blah blah blah. I never liked that director. <laughs> that was my dad's take on it. So, well, thank you, Dad. Well, that's Dad's review. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure we add that to the bottom yeah, of the uh, review dad card. Review. I don't know about that. Film. Dad review and review. <laughs> dad's review and review. <laughs> Yeah, I, but a, a similar story for me uh, it was basically in the skateboarding and then heard rumblings of this film and, and finally finally saw it. And Maybe that's why I never heard of it. I was never a skateboarder. And it was I. I. I think it's, I don't know, I think seeing it then and seeing it now, I definitely have two different perceptions of the film. Definitely. it's My, my viewpoints on it has changed. Because I remember watching it as a teenager and just being like, whoa, this is crazy like this is the craziest movie like you know i bought into it all then watching it as an adult it's definitely my my viewpoints have changed mm-hmm. you know so it's 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 weird to go back and look at it and see like something that i thought was like a very important movie for for the time that i saw it and then seeing it again now and wondering if it was as important as i thought it was mm-hmm. you well, know well why don't we why don't we do that We'll, we'll, you know what? We'll, we'll figure that out when we come right back, Kyle. Oh, man. Okay. How was that shit, yo? Oh, my gosh. So good, dude. That girl can fuck. Word. She can fuck, yo. How's your halfway through? Oh, I'm thinking about it. This guy's no virgin. No virgin can fuck like this. Mm, you sure she's a virgin, though? <laughs> <laughs> yo, that bitch was bleeding, dude. When I first put it in, you know? Yeah. She all screamed all loud, and then, like, so I think I saw her bite down on her pillow, but I don't know. How long did it take, dude? Did what take? How long you fuck up for, man? And we're back, guys. We're talking about kids. Chris's pick. Here's the first thing I want to get into. Let's talk about this. It's the, it's the ever popular question of, is this a cult film? And since it's Chris's pick, I want to ask Chris first, 
if this is a cult film, Chris? Uh, I don't know if it is yet. I, I, I think, I think it may be, it's got a place in, in cinema history, but I don't know if that necessarily qualifies it as a cult film. Like, I can't say for sure that it's a cult film. What about you, Mike? Like, of course it's a fucking cult film. <laughs> we just talked about how we were like, yeah, man, we were in a basement and these kids like pulled it out and everybody wanted to get their hands on this shit. Like... I yeah. feel like this film totally had like that like quintessential cult film I, movement thing going for it. I will agree with you and I will disagree with you, but let's go to Kyle first. You gonna hang me on a fucking ledge like that? Yeah, Look hang at this guy. Hey, I'm gonna disagree with you in a second. It might come hard. <laughs> <laughs> might come heavy. Might come hard. I don't know. I'm gonna let you just wait well, it out. Just, uh, just wait wait for out. that shit. I'm going to. Uh, I'm gonna hedge my bet on. I gonna say it's not a cult film but i i will agree with chris given this is the first time i've seen this film it definitely deals with some really powerful subject matter and and i'm sure it had an impact on people who were the age of the kids and the characters when the movie came out but i don't think it's got a i don't think i I, if it had a cult following perhaps it doesn't exist anymore maybe that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. And I think the reason that also it was so sought after like that and it was kind of hard to find was because of the rating. Yes. NC-17. Yes. So I think that had to do with it a, a little bit. And like, because you don't hear people nowadays like, bro, you haven't seen kids. You got to see kids. Like, I, you don't hear yeah. this movie mentioned much anymore. I think if it, it came up that people might say that. Yeah, hold on. Yeah. And I want to say another thing about this film. This is not one of those films that are just like, oh my God, have you seen fucking kids? Like, this is a depressing ass movie. People don't normally be like, oh man, have you seen House of Sand and Fog, son? (laughs) (laughs) I have, unfortunately. God damn. Shit's depressing as fuck. Nobody's like excited about telling somebody that. Yeah, it's just, I don't don't know. Like, I don't know if this is also, like, I don't know if this is translated over the years. I don't know if it's held up. No, this film kind of felt like, to me, it kind of felt like uh, that movie uh, Elephant. Yeah, it's a lot like Elephant. So it felt a lot like that, whereas Elephant, when when it first came out, there was definitely buzz around it because of the content that it dealt with. I mean, I don't really see it popping up in people's lists. I don't see people referencing it. I never hear about that sort of shit. It's but it's—I it's like mean, of, I mean, it's a film. solid movie. <laughs> yeah. But it's an incredibly depressing movie. Oh yeah, it is. So, like, these kind of movies definitely leave an impact on every single person that watches them. But it's not something that I feel like is going to garner this cult following. I don't think it's a cult film. I just think it's—it yeah. deals with a with a subject matter that is, you know, it is timeless. But it's not something that people are going to just always be okay, trading yeah. up Although and trying I have, to talk about. I have decided to cosplay as Telly this year. Oh, good. At, at the Comic Con. Uh, I'm dude, hoping that someone gets it. You're going, yeah. dude. You're going easy, man. Yeah, just a white white shirt. Yeah. White white. No, no shirt. No shirt. No, he had a he had a white uh, he had a white crew neck. That's terrible. That's a terrible cosplay. Don't anyone do that. That's terrible. <laughs> Somebody please, please do that. Casper. Somebody please do that and post a photo to our Instagram. No. Oh, That's hilarious as fuck. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's a question then. <laughs> sure. since, since we're on the Okay, what what is Are there any depressing cult films? Like is that like the, I feel is, like Gummo. Yeah, Gummo's pretty depressing. Yeah. Mm. I I would say Gummo definitely has more of a uh Buzz. So we're definitely going to say Gummo is a cult film, but Kids is not. This is like Harmony Corrine's mentor, isn't it? 
This is like his first film that uh, yeah. got picked up. But like, but like Larry Clark is like he's kind of like his mentor, right? That's fine. They worked together on yeah. some things. Yeah, okay. yeah. He, it's where he got his start, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Harmony Korine didn't make him. I don't. This didn't come after Gummo, did it? It couldn't have because Harmony Korine was, was like 95. seventeen when this movie was. This is ninety five, and Gummo was ninety seven, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, know. and, and yeah. I mean, I don't think. Uh, I mean, to your point, yeah, I was just thinking about it right now. It's like, is there a lot of films that are, like, uber depressing that have a cult following? I don't think they do because the replay value on them is that's, pretty low. That's what I mean. I f- that's what I'm – I guess I was trying to get to was kind of wondering whether or not, like, you know – And that's it, fine. It, maybe that's the reason why people don't be like, oh, man, have you seen that no, film? I, because I also think it's super like, depressing. With, with Gummo, though, is also uh, – I, f- I find it more artistic. And I think the replay value is a lot better in Gummo because there is a lot of weird shit happening in the background as well as what your character is, your character is the man. And I think I said that when we reviewed that film, and I think that's why it has a better replay value and would also generate more of a buzz about people sharing the film because there's more to be discovered in it. Well, this one, it's very... It's straightforward. I mean, yeah, there's a couple scenes definitely that stick out, you know, in this one. Obviously, what I said—the skateboarding scene, or the scene at the park where they beat up the guy with the skateboards—and mm-hmm. um, I would say, yeah, probably the end, maybe the, the for end me. Is up. Like, I'm <laughs> the, the end is what when I first saw this film, that shit stuck with me because, well, yeah, it was like, do we want to jump into the ending already? <laughs> I mean, uh, we, 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 I mean, we. We we'll don't get there. Let's take a yeah. Path. We'll, we'll Let's get, take a journey. We'll get there, there eventually. Yeah, we yeah. kind of need to tell our audience what this film is. Well, why don't we do that? It's basically you follow the story of uh, Telly and Casper as they uh, go through their day in New uh, New York. Uh, Telly is a kid who prides himself on taking virgins' virginities, and he is HIV positive. And he doesn't uh, know it. I don't know if he does or not. I know no, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. I, I know. I, I'm with you on that. I'm with Actually, you. Why? I'm with you. I don't, I don't know. know. Do you think his like lack of caring could have something yeah. to do with? Yeah, because I feel that? like I feel like even if at some point somebody did approach him, he'd be like, "Fuck off! I don't care." And he would continue on his path. He does not strike me as the character that hold on would I, give a shit. I don't think he knows. I don't think there's any way he could know because. He's not saying anything to anybody. He's not saying anything. Why would he? Because he doesn't care. Exactly. That's what Kyle's saying. No, I mean, <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, I never did, got I'm the saying, impression he yeah. knew. I never got. No, 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 no. Hold on. I know where Mike's going for it. He doesn't say anything, but he doesn't care. You, you, by that, by that, like virtue of that argument, you're saying if he didn't give a shit, be like, yeah, I'm fucking HIV positive and taking virgins left and right. No, no, no. Nobody's I'm gonna saying, brag I'm that. Saying he doesn't. If he doesn't care if he has HIV and he's sleeping with people. It seems like something that that character would be like, yeah, man, I got fucking AIDS. I don't give a shit. Like, I no. really? I, I no. They beat I, I, the shit out of a guy mercilessly in a park. What, does that, have, what like... does that have to do with the, the, anything? No, this is this is the, the there's a difference here. The beating the shit out of somebody merciless. Mercil- I can't even talk today. But what you said, beating the shit, <laughs> beating the shit out of them is more of kind of like a rah rah. Look at us. Look how tough guys we are. Admitting to your closest bros that you have an STD would not. Ra- Make him rank higher amongst the cool no, I don't factor think it's of his friends. Make him rank I, higher. He just I doesn't seem concerned. like the type of person that's going to be like somebody tells him he's HIV positive, that he's not going to have some sort of like oh fuck moment. I don't think he would. He seemed like a piece of shit to me. 
But if I'm saying, I mean, if he's going that far and he's that much of a piece of shit, I also kind of feel like he'd be the type of person that just be like, I don't know. Yeah, but he probably knows. knows better and he probably knows that his friends aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, and high five him. You know, and, and that's important yeah. to him. His, his, I get the feeling from this character that, that his friend group is like kind of an important, like, you know, thing in his life and he wants to kind of maintain that and his status in the group as like the guy that bangs the virgins. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think he would want to think it risk takes, it. He does have a status in the group to where he is, like, the ladies' man. I, I mean, think I think the fact that it's not said is one thing, but also, like, if that scenario exists where he knows and he's going through this film, it takes a lot out of this film. It turns this film into a totally different... No, I would, I feel like it takes away the whole message of this film. Yeah, the I would agree. Idea that, that like, I would agree, and I feel like that's why you just don't you just don't explore if he knows it or it, 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 like it's kind of up to the audience to decide in my in my head yeah. like if he knows or not. I I agree with that. And as me as an audience, I decided that odds are maybe he does know and he just doesn't give a shit. I I I can't say that I've ever thought that in the few times mm. that I've seen this film that he'd ever had an idea that because you're, I'm with you Mike like I agree it does take away everything that this film is about which is like the unknown uh, uh, swiftness that like something like this can happen and travel over the course yeah. of a day like mm-hmm. you know what I mean no, so I agree. without somebody without somebody being aware I think is a huge thing yeah, I mean, awareness. It, it follows, and it, and it also follows how it connects I mean, like, that's what the ending is about, that it's not even just this one guy passing this disease on to to multiple people, but also that he passes on to somebody who then has it passed on to himself because he, you know, decides to rape someone. That's the crowning jewel of this whole film, is that... That final, that final revelation that he gave his best friend. Like, HIV. yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a thing of it that That's I feel like the only kind of poetic justice that exists. In this <laughs> film. I, I don't know if I would call it poetic justice. It feels more like, I mean, don't get me wrong, what he does is absolutely fucking horrible. Yeah, the fact that the entire scenario was happening is so sad and depressing. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah, it, and it says so much that yeah. that e- even I have. It's hard to say that I have any fucking sympathy for him because of what he does. Right. But it it, it makes me feel horrible for just like anybody Everyone, has to go through that in their entire well, life. Well, it makes you, know? you feel it makes you feel sympathetic and bad for his basically his unknowing potential victims, basically. Right. And, right. and that's who you feel bad for. And, and it just it, it, what compounds that 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 kind of worry and concern is the simple fact that he fucking he like lasers and zones in on girls that are virgins which then means that he has to go to younger women so he's going after these these young women who are like 14 13 whatever and he's like basically kind of fucking their life up from 14 forward yeah definitely yeah that's what makes it so much more impactful and terrible of a no, character I, I, I agree and do you think that was the, that do you think that was the message of this film do you think the message is that kids like uh, that's what I kind of got from it. That kids uh, take their youth as almost immortality and take it for granted. Fuck yeah. yeah! Yeah, I mean, if you've ever, you mean that's how I felt when I was young. Yeah, I didn't think anything could hurt me. I remember doing absolutely fucking batshit crazy sh- stuff when I was a kid. Yeah, like I'm gonna run into this wall as hard as I can. Like I mean, <laughs> like dumb. I feel, I feel like I did that shit. before too. Actually, I remember like one time. <laughs> I remember one time I um I was holding like a uh like a like just like a like a pillow like a pillow in my hand like a large like body pillow that uh, for some reason was in the gym I can't remember why where I was working out and there was a kid there 
who was well over like 250 pounds. He was like the linebacker of our school or something like that. He was just huge. He was like a man child, right? And I was probably a buck 25 soaking wet in high school. And I tell this kid, I'm like, hey, man, hit me. Like, just tackle me. Hit me as hard as you can. This kid sent me fucking soaring. Yeah. Like, it was it, like the laws of physics <laughs> were proven that day. <laughs> and now I think back on it, I'm just like, that kid could have fucking killed me. Yeah. Like, because he, he oh, yeah. him being a stupid kid was like, fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Thanks I, for I, giving me permission to fucking kill you. I, like, st- I still distinctly remember, like, uh, of all the moments that were just stupid in my life, I distinctly remember my buddy. And his dad built a little go-kart thing, right, out of a lawnmower engine. And it was a one-seater, and the back of it was just the engine. And we mounted basically a plank of wood that was about two inches by two inches. And that's where, if a passenger was on, would stand on that plank of wood and hold on to the seat. And he had desert by his house, so we go out in the desert, we're just romping around and shit. And I'm holding on. And he starts like doing donuts, and I just get fucking thrown. And I fly a good five, seven feet in the air and land, roll, and my head lands on a rock. And I'm like, oh, I could have died right now. <laughs> and I remember that occurring to me and being like, yeah, I'm going to go home, dude. I think I'm done. <laughs> Point is, as kids, we all do dumb shit. Kids, kids, kids do what kids do. And if do. you live in New York City, I guess at this time, you know, we were just talking about how they don't portray New York City as being seedy. And I guess I didn't either, technically, in this film, but it does have a grimy feel well, to here's, it. Here's a, that, it has they, a fucking well, it's a huge, feel interesting. Yes. There's an interesting thing about this film. I mean, the uh, the culture they're showing, like that's a real fucking thing. Yeah. And like Chloe Sevigny, like she grew up in that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like the kids that they used in this are like real fucking kids. Oh yeah, this is and like, they belong to this type of fucking shit. Yeah, like, mostly his crowd. Harmony Korine's crowd, like that he hung out with, like is like all these characters are stemmed from that. Obviously, you know he was dating Chloe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it was at that time or if it was during Gummo, but um, so it's like, yeah, it's he basically turned his world into some visual thing, you know, some visual storytelling. I also remember buying weed off a Jamaican guy one time, and <laughs> oh yeah, <It's> Rastafari. <laughs> I lived that. I lived that part of this world mm-hmm. i so, did it in a much more awkward and and i thought to myself way, but yeah i thought to myself god damn there's a lot of people at that park you know in the in the movie but maybe that's how it is it is it is yeah i mean well, everybody knows what i, w- I was when i was in new york it was far like this i feel like this was kind of not a real like this wasn't even this this kind of culture was kind of falling out of mm-hmm. of, of of favor like this was when was i there new york too like it was like 2004 Mm-hmm. So I mean, this is a decade after. What do you think this says about the youth in 1985? Now that they're in charge of the world, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I didn't like. I didn't know kids like this, man. I, I like that's the uh, that's one of the disconnects I have with this film is I cannot relate to. Uh, I mean, I guess like uh, we lived in like a, what uh, uh, in, 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 in what in, mean, what in what way you you didn't know kids like this? Like what aspect of their lives did you all uh, all of it? All of it. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't have like skater friends who always I mean, seem to have beer for some reason no. and like <laughs> I did, but like, were, how do you always have booze? I mean, no. when I I did, but they were all nice kids. Yeah, I did too. Like, they, were, my, they were never one of my like best dicks. friends that like ever first gave me a like a joint or whatever. Like <laughs> a joint. Oh, 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 Listen, oh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm using I'm using that Saved by the Bell voice. <laughs> like, is that a roach on the ground? No. Um, <laughs> the first guy that ever like like you know <laughs> fucking gave me weed was like 
the skater kid, but he was like the nicest guy. He was like a please and thank you, like, hey man, how you doing, man? Like, and but like, I never knew kids that that were like, like this. That are depicted just like shit, just shithead, fucking shit bags. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's what I mean. I feel like the I feel like this conversation is making us sound old. That's okay, but that's what that, that's, <laughs> I'm okay with. That. But I'm definitely this these kids' age when I watch. This yeah, when, no, yeah. that's what I'm saying. When I like that was what I was saying earlier uh, before we took a break is like when I wa- first watched this film, I felt like it was very impactful, like on right. me as as a kid, and then now as an adult watching it, I'm just like, where are your parents, dude? Right? Where, where are your parents, dude? T- I I I, <laughs> I watched this with my girlfriend, and she just kept shouting that the whole movie. Also, she wanted to murder Tilly. Tell. Tully, Tully, whatever it's fucking Tully. She wanted to murder him. Like, this guy's such a lying, such an asshole, and a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. He is so fucking He is a piece of shit. Like, Like, it's hard to, like, it is hard to care for, like... I think we need to explain to the audience who haven't seen this movie, though, why why we're saying... I mean, obviously, we pointed out the fact that Tully, of course, is HIV positive. He doesn't know about it, and that he, among other horrible things, he specifically goes for... These these underage women. underage virgins, but the thing that that at least from 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 her aspect and even me as well watching it was like the thing that was that made it him even more of a creep was like all the sweet nice fucking shit he's saying to these girls just to bang them, and it's like that just made it I don't know for some reason in in my mind that just made it a little bit more grody and you know fucking what else shitty. Makes, you know what Manipulative, else? for you know what, sure. Yeah. You know what else makes it grody? Is it's like apparently 110 degrees when they're filming this. <laughs> it looks like it. It looks like Everybody's it. Everybody's sweating yeah. like oh. and beads it, of sweat well, everywhere. I, I will Andy tell you, yeah. Andy looks like just a hardcore heroin addict. Like, uh-huh. he does, dude. He's disgusting looking. Fucking shark teeth. He is not, uh, he is not, uh, he is not a good looking fella. Who are we talking about? Uh, oh, yeah. Leo uh, Fitzpatrick? Yes, Leo Fitzpatrick <laughs> is not a very handsome man as your leading man. It's Unbe- He's kind of a goofy I, looking that kid. Was, like, I had a hard time, like, be- just believing that all these girls would be into him. Like, dude, these so. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna. That, I mean, that 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 segues segues me into something that I wanted to gripe about is that I don't feel like um, what was the actor's name? Leo Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yes. I don't. F- this is the thing I was I've been wrestling with since I watched the movie. Is like, I feel like he's just a really really. He's a really bad actor. I feel like he. It sounds like he's just reading lines off a script the entire movie. But for some reason, he's a good enough actor to make me fucking hate the world that he like. Just hate every ounce of his being. And I and I'm trying to wrestle my head with: Do I hate him because he's actually a good actor? And I'm just yeah, I'm just looking at the scenes where he's not being a piece of shit, which is few and far between, <laughs> as just being very can sounding. Or do I just hate what he represents? Yeah, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's a trained actor by any means. I think none of these people were. So I mean, so you know, you got to. But at the same time, I will say for me, that made this movie feel more real. And like, and the fact that people think that this film is 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 ad libbed or improvised, and it's actually not, like, makes me makes it even more believable because they're actually reciting lines, but it feels like a natural conversation that I two scumbags. Well, not going off my argument, have. it sounds like he's reading lines off a fucking script. <laughs> I guess I didn't. I, I just felt yeah, like I that mostly that character, the character of Casper, incredibly believable. I thought he was really good. Yeah, I agree. But for the the, the main, I just yeah, thought he, is, he was just very very like the cardboard, most, the most unbelievable person yeah. in this but movie. At the same time, embodying the most disgust and hatred yeah. for me to like 
project oh, on Casper's him. Casper's up there too. I mean, they're all up there for me. Yeah, they are. Yeah. But it, I think that also what you're, I think more or less of what you're talking about, Chris, is I will give uh, uh, the credit to the director and the um, uh, cinematographer is basically they kind of shot it like candy cam. Hmm. documentary style mm-hmm. uh which gave it a very raw yeah. like real feeling kind of looks like it's yeah. shot on tape or something you know it's yeah. almost kind of before that people even really started doing a lot of that that documentary style filming yeah. you know or cinematography well, you even even get that with the cast with the cast being obviously young for a lot of shit that they're doing in this movie mm-hmm. um which i think is what he also wanted to make people uncomfortable yeah. To see, you know, but it was also mm-hmm. trying to portray a somewhat very realistic version of kids. You know what I mean? Like, I have I have a question for everyone because that again brought up another thing that I wanted to bring up on the show. What you just said there. So, so my takeaway from this film is uh, unknown yet, and I'm wrestling between these two concepts: is the writer and director actively trying to bring awareness to an issue, a common issue, or is some of it kind of shock value and wanting to say that wanted wanting to show something that makes people uncomfortable because I, I cannot decide. I I feel like the entire uh getting tested scene is um a definite uh, uh finger point to um the fact that he is trying to address an issue like it almost honestly in a different context it's just like an after school special no i agree i was like, gonna say that it's it is exactly what you would imagine an after like to try to teach the lesson of hey it only takes one time of unprotected sex for you right to contract a Which std I, like I, I agree Th- those scenes when they're at the clinic have a, a completely, completely different tone and vibe to them, 100%, versus the rest of the film. So, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, I, part of me, part of me when I was watching, I felt like, okay, there's something that they definitely, there, there's something that they feel passionate about and they want to say. There's another part of me, though, that kept thinking there was a, there was a little bit, 10, 15% of the film, maybe 30, I don't know, but there's something about it that just made me feel like, this person is just trying to shock me, and I don't know if that was just me reading, o- over reading into it, or if I just maybe didn't get it, or if it's just the way that it was presented. I, I mean, as far as I know, how he found all his actors and stuff like that. Like, I mean, like uh, he found these kids that were yeah, sitting this in this a, park. This is a good point. This I is a good point. He's. You're, it's almost a almost a semi bi. This uh, is like a biopic by about Harmony, right? So. Is he is he trying to take what he experiences? Are we trying to take what he experienced in life and then turn that into some kind of shock thing, or is it? Well, I experience these things and I want other people to never experience these I, things. I would almost refer to Gummo. I mean, what is that movie? You know, I mean, it's 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 definitely meant to shock. It's definitely meant to like like put some kind of imagery on the screen that's going to make you feel something, like even if it's like shit, you know. So. Um, I think, I think part of it is, is a visual shock value, mm. but to accompany, de- uh, a, a message and then also to 
bring light to probably some personal experiences that he had. So I think it's just like a combination of, of, of all of that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, I I remember one of the, the, the takeaways, I think, that we all agreed with about Gummo was that it showed like this uh, area of America that people didn't really normally get to see, you know, like this almost third world area of America. And obviously, you know, there aren't kids probably running around in bunny hats, <laughs> but um, he's he's adding that artistic value to it. I I think uh, I think uh, Larry Clark does it a little less yeah. than Har- yes. Harmony Corrine does, but I it's the same effect. I think he's trying to show us a part of the city of New York that people don't really get to witness that much. He wanted to chronicle mm. that, but I think he also wanted to put a little bit of his own. Right. spin or maybe even a little well, bit of his own lessons I, that he wanted well, to. Well, I also think it's, like, not only is it, I think, a depiction of, like, kids uh, the, and their immortality, like, visions of immortality, maybe. I also think it's, um, it's a depiction of uh, kids uh, being thrust into the world at a early age without parental supervision, basically. And, yeah, but they're kind of thrusting making... themselves into it, right? Well, yeah. I mean, but they don't have... They, they don't have... Yeah. Like, it's not like they have good parents. <laughs> right. where you, you know, they're not around, and, like, you got, like, nine kids living in an apartment, and one of them's, like... The, there's, know. like, that the whole scene with the, like, the... the, the mom? No, the three young kids, like, on the couch smoking oh, yeah, weed, yeah, yeah. like... Mm-hmm. They're all they all gotta be like what, ten years old, yeah. like it seems. Yeah. yeah. So it's 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 this weird I think it's also showing like what happens when you have kids who are trying to be adult and like what their version of adult is, which is sex, like drugs, drugs you know, and booze and right. you know, and not having mm-hmm. any any boundaries. I don't know. I, well, this is what I, I mean. That this will factor into my review, whatever the hell I decide to review it, but I don't know. Part of me feels like there is a strong enough story here that I kind of almost feel cheated if some of this was he will, he wanted to get some kind of shock value out of it as well. I, I kind of sh- feel cheated on the where, on the where, message. Yeah, where I see the shock value is kind of in the it's not shocking in the sense that it like it's a jack in the box that pops out and scares you. It's more like why are they lingering on a shot of these two fucking teenagers making out and mm-hmm. this this oh. smacking sound oh, and like it's worst. like it's mm. that kind of shock. It's yeah. like the slow burn shock sure. to where you're like, oh, I just have to absorb this uncomfortable scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing too is like again going back and watching it as an adult versus a kid. Uh, you know, being a kid thinking about it, I don't think I was as uncomfortable um, watching this. The, the scenes of this movie because I was the same age as these kids in the right. film. And then like watching it as an adult being, yeah, being uncomfortable and stuff like that. So I almost wonder too, if this was made and this is maybe why it hasn't traveled on as like a, an audience keeping up with it. If it was made at the time, like the, uh, again, we talked about easy writer being like a, a generational film. Mm-hmm. Is this a generational film in the fact that it, it captured a time period and a like almost like a style of mm. kid or group of people sure. for its time period. I, f- yeah. I feel yeah, I feel like I agree. Yeah, I would I would say that it's definitely a product of its time, but also like a product of a certain subculture. That t- I don't know if I call it a subculture, but is it probably is yeah. a subculture a smaller well, like, microcosm yeah. of culture? Yeah, <laughs> it yes, is right. Yes. Okay, then it is. It's it's uh um yeah I think it it captures both those things and I don't know that either one of them really is is in demand or popular among people anymore I don't know 
Yeah. I, I don't, I, I've, I, you know, I don't see this being idolized. I don't see this being, I, there were a lot of films like this in the nineties that talked about like kids being lost and yeah, doing yeah, really I think, fucking stupid shit. But like, yeah. I don't I see that, that nowadays. This one, it, well, that was the angst of the nineties in general. But if you, yeah. Like, like you were saying earlier, like this was one that kids passed around. And I wonder if it was, this is one of those things where it's like, if you're a kid, you get it. And as you get older, it's one of those things where it's like, ah, yeah. Ah. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like, no, that makes sense. I, I, I like, think it, it, that, there's a lot of films like, that speak to the, a specific yeah, like generation this, this, or specific group. Yeah, if you were a kid in like 1995 or a little bit later after the film, and you saw this, you could still you you you, ha- you knew you knew of people like this at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, who were skaters? Like, you know, you had like that. You like don't hang out with Johnny. Why? Johnny drinks 40s all day and he skates. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. When I saw this film at my age, my take my takeaway was I was horrified. Like that, that oh, me too. there were people my age that were doing shit like this. I'm like, if these people are real, like there was almost a part of me I I don't even think I could have made that connection. Yeah. Where I was like, this has to be like fake, you know, because it's like this couldn't happen. But it like I get again, it still has that after school feeling of just like the worst possible scenario happens. Like, the worst possible <laughs> yeah. case thing happens, and then I'm scared because I think that that exists out in the world, and it fucking, quite honestly, does. You got scared straight. You yeah. got scared straight while wearing your dare t-shirt. That's actually exactly <laughs> what scared straight is supposed to do, right? Like, it's supposed to scare the shit out of but kids by showing them the worst possible that, people. But that's what, right. Yeah, but that's what I mean also. is like, so if you would have made this like a PSA, yeah. right? right? Kids would probably laugh at it, but it's like... Mm. Harmony and, and and Larry made a, a PSA that that kids was, actually fucking listen. That to. was that. Well, yeah, because it be, because Does that the, the, because the problem with after school specials is they're so hokey. It's all like, what is that there? Marijuana cigarette? Oh. <laughs> but this one is just like, if it spoke to if it spoke to the kids, it spoke to them because it was speaking quote-unquote their language basically that's which is I'm the saying. best way to if you want to get a message across i guess it's the best way to do it but that's kind of how i view it now is like well, I, I view it as a psa that's speaking the kids language yeah, at the it time. was a raw psa it was like yeah. we are going to put the sex and the drugs in this and you're going to see it and you're going to see it up close and personal and it's mm-hmm. going to fuck with you because you're a 13 year old who hasn't seen any of this shit before and by but, the time it's over you're going to wish that jason popped up and would have killed you during the sex i, I <laughs> You know what? But I think there is a segment of kids that probably watched this film and idolized it to some extent because they're like he, you know yeah, he, yeah. you know you're talking about the hokiness of a PSA. You know what I think the real hokiness is is why why kids are kind of like whatever is because things are never that black and white. Oh, and even yeah. as a kid, you know that. Sure. This film definitely shows that these kids have, like you said, have no real fucking parents. Their family. Yeah, is this group, and you can see the connection and the love that they have for one another. I can totally see kids like watching this and being like, "I mean, that's like, like my group. I would want to be in a group like this." Yeah, to I can, some extent. I, can I mean, see yeah, that. this is horrifying, but at the same I, time, I, mean, like, I, I don't mean, have. I mean, without all the thirteen-year-old sex, but everything else, I'll take. At thirteen, you're probably like, "Oh yeah, okay, this is thirteen-year-old sex." <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, but how, <laughs> how old was was uh, the main character? He's like fifteen, sixteen. I thought. Yeah, it was, I thought he was like seventeen. Oh, he might be seventeen. Oh, I don't know how old he is. I mean, Rosario Dawson's character is 17. 
Right, I thought yeah. I thought it was I thought he was Rosario, like seventeen. Yeah, Rosario Dawson yeah. is so yeah, he, he, he had to be around 17. seventeen because the other chick was about. The, I, I gathered was the same age as Rosario Dawson. No, she's sixteen. Oh. Yeah. Well, and then he would have gone. Okay, whatever. It doesn't matter. A lot it's of math still, yeah. going on. Yeah, it's a lot of math. With all that math going on, I think we need to take a break because <laughs> I can't keep up with it. We'll be right back. Illegals, you know all the dope is ghost in town. The bitches all love me cause I'm fucking Casper. <laughs> fucking shit. <laughs> Casper. Yo, what's up, Jenny? Casper what was you doing here. Long time no see. Casper was telling. What do you want with Telly for? That guy's got no bitches. <laughs> Where is he? Well, don't look for him. He's doing fine. He got a girl. <laughs> He's fucking her right now in Steven's parents' room. <laughs> so what you know, Joe? All right, guys, we're back. We're talking about kids. Um, so one of the things that I think was controversy was with this film. Controversial? Controversial, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. It's, it was the controversy. It's it's a thousand degrees in here and I can barely it's focus. It's cold in here it's now. It's cold. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, hey, was, what are you guys sitting yeah. under the vent? Must He's be sweating. nice. He's sweating. He's sweating over He's sweating. here. He's in a hot seat. <laughs> in a hot seat. Uh, no, uh, so I, in doing research for this film, I, I read a lot of other reviews uh, for this film and it seems like there was quite a few reviewers who were upset with the... I guess you can't really say nudity in this film. There's like not any nudity, but I mean there is some sexualization of yeah, children, true, to some children, and they, and they were upset with that too. Which with probably this. led to its NC-17 rating, I'm sure. Yeah. So do you? I mean, do you think it's a? Do you think it was appropriate? Like, or do you think it was inappropriate? Do you think that it crosses a line at any point? The way I look at it is, like, if you're trying to to to, to make a film. That like is like a, like a look into the lives of these kids and what they're doing and stuff like that. You're gonna see that shit. Like yeah. I, I just I mean I I, un- I understand what people are saying that like oh man we're sexualizing kids or whatever. Like I mean but like who's looking at the film like that? Like I don't watch a fucking film and be like ooh kids. You, know, this, you know I mean like I'm not. This might this might be a great segue into something we said we would get to and we hadn't got to, which is the end of this film. Oh shit! We never even fucking talked about it. The en- the end of this film is a rape. Yeah, yeah, it's a rape. It's all right. an on screen also rape, an active on screen rape. I w- I, w- I would like to also state that that I feel like this whole movie is a slow progression into when these kids are getting like start raping. Like who's the uh, who's the who's the one kid the uh, the black kid that's like in the. Mm. But Harold in the pool. His name Harold in the pool. He's being all Harold. aggressive Absolutely. and shit. Absolutely, like he keeps getting worse and worse and worse. All of them do, though. All yeah, Casper, as, as, like, the, all of them. as the movie gets like starts go- getting towards the end, it's like these ki- this these kids like pent up mm-hmm. sexuality or like pent up like 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 whatever hormones or whatever. Right. Like they they come to like this like culmination where it's like all the they go men to this, this house party and they just fucking lose just, their shit yeah yeah they just like they can't control themselves and they are right just absolute I do, shitheads I do want to <laughs> just dive into the ending and I and I feel like as with most films Chris picks we should explain <laughs> explain the ending to the audience a little bit and the backstory of it because this entire film we're following around this character what's her name can't remember the Jenny Jenny so yes. we're following around Jenny and Jenny's the one that 
tested positive from HIV, and she's only had sex once, and that was with Tully. Yep. So the entire the back half of the film, she's trying to track him down to confront him, and this movie culminates at this house party, and she shows up. I'm going to gather around 3 in the morning. Everybody's just passed out cold. She's and, on drugs. Yeah, she's on, like, ecstasy or something. And, you know, she gets to the party, and it there 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 is really great suspense that's built in this final scene mm-hmm. and it's it, it it's her it's her on her journey to find this house mixed with Tully trying to convince his new the, this newest girl that he likes who's a virgin who's 14 years old mm-hmm. to have sex with him and it just keeps bouncing back and forth between you know the things he's trying to say to her to get her to 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 sleep with him and the character Jenny making her way to the house, and she basically gets to the house while they're already in the midst of fucking, and she goes and just settles down on this couch, HIV positive, by the way, and then this is where the ending of the film really takes off, I feel like, is post that scene, which is when Casper basically comes to, and he comes to in this house full of people who are passed out, and he sits down next to Jenny, and he basically he, he proceeds proceeds to rape her and gets HIV from her, which was given to her by his best friend Tully, and such an powerfully depressing fucking scene at the end of this fucking movie. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't see, and that's also kind of where I have a problem with this film. Okay, because I agree with you. You get all this built up suspense, and like you, for Jenny, for me at least, you, you're like as you're watching it because I honestly forgot the ending. It's uh, of this film until I re- rewatched it. That's how long ago I that saw saw this film, uh, and. And and rewatching it, like I'm waiting for her to 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 tell him and to say something, to say something, stop it, you know, right? And then she gets there, and he's doing the same thing to another girl, right? And she says nothing. Hold oh, on, pissed me off. Wait, I mean, pissed me off. Nothing pissed me off. And does that say something about her character? Because yeah, up until that point, I felt sympathetic for her, and then when that happened, even though she was on drugs. Like even when that happened, I kind of turned on her character a little bit and was just like, "Are you just as bad as these these people? Like, or was why, it the why, drugs? Yeah, like, what, what, like, you what's know? holding you know. back? What's preventing you from saying something? I know. I mean, yes, I I know the the act has already begun, but to just basically witness that and just kind of like have a look of defeat, and then you just somber back to a couch and not say shit." Is uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's so it, it made me kind of hate that character a bit. That's not how I took it. Like, I took it as I didn't take it as like she didn't give a shit like the other kids. Like those kids don't give a shit. Like she makes her way all the way to this room, and I I, I look at it as like she was like I'm too late. Like that's how I took it as. You still say so. I feel like you still. Yeah, why would you not say anything? Still? I would. I would tell that. I would wake everybody the fuck up. Like and I would tell the whole goddamn world. I guess I didn't I get hurt. that from her character at any point during the film. She didn't seem like a person who would lose their but why, shit. Then why, and then start why is she chasing out. him down the whole time? Then because that's what you're expecting. Mm, like why? Right? Why would she have that motivation then? Yes, I agree. What? Why does she chase him down? Why does she to, have the yes. motivation to track him down to tell him if when she gets there and she gets the opportunity she doesn't. I mean, the way that the scene kind of plays out for me, it's it's such a a letdown. No, yeah. no, 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 no. No, you're no, right. No. That's not what I, that's not what <laughs> I want to say. 100 correct. I'm just, I'm just. Like, no, Mike, you said what you needed to say. In 
in a in a in a film that isn't trying to portray human emotion as like the way things actually are. Here's a, here's the thing. In movies like action films and stuff like that, the good guys always do the right thing. Right. Yeah, they always make true. the just moves. That no one ever doesn't say what they mean. Right. In in real life, what if you if you're talking like if you if you listen to like 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 um conversations like where where like there's transcripts of somebody on like the stand talking about like a case that happened or whatever, like like a trial that's happening, right? Mm. There's always parts where like, why didn't you do something? Why didn't you do this? I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know. I'm, I I just froze. I don't know. In real life, people stop and people they don't freeze. do shit, and they and they and they watch things happen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I can I can see why somebody would sit there and be like, "Well, this is an awkward situation that I I guess I I guess I gotta I guess I gotta go." But like, I can see that happening. I'm not saying it's right. It's not right. Yeah, the just thing to do would be like get get the no, fuck off. Yeah, of her. no. But it also what I'm saying from from. It kind of just kills that character's motivation right there at the end. And maybe that was the point of it. But like, like maybe that's the point what, of it. Did you guys really think see her as being the type of girl that was like on a like a dire mission to try to like find? I think she was looking Tally? for. Yeah. She stops at a party and takes some drugs, and then well, she's no, kind of like no, 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 around. She, she specifically went to that party because she was, knew they were right. supposed to be there. He was supposed to be there. He, she was told he was supposed to be there. And she, while there, yes, she did take she did take drugs, but I don't feel like she was gunk ho about it. She I, was kind of like, I've got some shit I gotta do. She was hunting. She was hunting uh, freaking Telly down like goddamn Punisher is hunting down uh, an Italian. Jigsaw. <laughs> Jigsaw. <laughs> well, you could have gone with an actual villain from from the comic yeah, series, yeah. Well, but, you know, but he, went, he went. He went. He went Italian. He yeah. went Italian. I mean, all the, the Punishers just got a thing you against know, Italians. Yeah. <laughs> Regardless of that scene, the re- the reason why it doesn't exist is because then you don't get the ending that you get in this film. If she if he she goes in there screaming and throwing punches and fucking this and that, like. She doesn't then, get raped. Do, then it doesn't go full circle like what the point they're trying to make it, you know, here where it's like, yeah, now your fucking friends got it because I, he's a douche and raped, you know, your ex girlfriend. I really think mm-hmm. that like this whole film is just a powder keg, and in the end, the whole point of what he was trying to show is that it's gonna explode. Like, like you can't you can't you can't just fucking live your life like this. Like mm-hmm. these kids are like on a like a mission to destruction and like that's where they go. Yeah. And then everybody gets really I mean, it doesn't end well for pretty much anyone in this group. No, not at yeah. all. Even the little kid like you know what's weird is like that we were talking about the kids smoking pot and stuff like that. Yeah. That's a powerful scene to me too, because mm-hmm. it shows like the transition of like the, the like the learning yes. of like the younger generation of these kids. And it's not by much, it's like three, four years, but still it's like this. You know the way they're they're talking to this kid. You know, did not have sex yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. And they're just like, yo, man. You know, you fucking ever get dicks? like like all this stuff. They're egging him on because they want him to like join these this ranks. Sure. Of, of, of things. And then later on, what do you see? Like some girl is actually trying to have sex with this kid. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's 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 like an a weird initiation. Like it, like I said, it's like a family, but it's like. It's, of the it's worst linked kind. together of like yeah <laughs> uh, of dysfunction of like horrible horrible dysfunction right and that is inevitably going to come collapsing down. I did have a one gripe with the end 
I don't like that they ended it with Casper waking up and saying, "What the hell happened?" I didn't like that. I either. thought that was yeah, cheesy. Like I kind of made that was a it. Cop out. Well, why? That's your happy ending, dude. You realize no, it was no, all no. just a dream in no, Casper's I'm head. Tol- I'm totally Chris. <laughs> that pissed me off because that was almost like a cop out ending. Where now he's almost he almost has an excuse for what he did because he's like, "Oh, I didn't know idea what was going on. Where am I?" I just that thought the me off. film would have been more powerful it if, been if it ended yes. on. Just cutting from that that end scene. Yeah, I agree. Right? I, yeah, I agree. Real agree. And you know what's funny? When I watched this film again this time, like I forgot about that fucking scene because I always saw that as being the ending. I guess maybe that's where my fucking mind stopped. Was just like, well, that's the most powerful scene in this goddamn thing. Is yeah. this yeah. horrible ending that I happens? I think that was a cop out more so for the audience to yeah, like you said, your happy ending. It's like we just took you down to the the depths of hell you know, through this day, you know, to the worst possible scenario. But it's like, next scene, what happened? <laughs> and then it's yeah. like, you know, and then it's like, another, you, another night in Brooklyn. You don't hey. feel sad anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. go home happy and tell everybody about kids. Not not a fan of that ending. All right, so what you say that we rate this man or Jammer Chris? What are we rating it? I'm going to rate it skateboards. Gots to. You gots to. Kickflips. You gots to do a, <laughs> kick, a, kick, a kick flip to a point, to a, to a what is it? A Pump shove it. A pop shove it. A pump shove it. (laughs) Never skated a day in my life. But you know what? You know what I did play? Tony Hawk Pro Skater, like a motherfucker. Yeah, and I used to do that pump shove it all the time. All the time. Pump shove it into a grand mostly. Pop shove it into a starfish. What are we talking about? (laughs) Starfish, is that one? Is that a move? Yeah. Is that a move? Let's go with let's go with Mike first. Um when I saw this film, it, it it impacted me. Like I mean, like it 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 stuck with me. It still stuck with me. Even when I watched it this last time, I was just like, "Man, this fucking ending's coming." And I remember how much this really, really fucking disturbed me. Uh, it still did. Still was a disturbing ending. You know, it, it, there's so much about that and 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 where this film goes and like watching these kids' lives and it feels so intimate. You know, it feels like like you feel like you're there with these kids and. Uh, I still think this is a really good film. I, I know it's not highly rated on, you know, from many of the things. I understand. I understand where people are coming from with their negative, uh, with the the negative reviews of it. Um, I I can see where people would be like, do they have to go this far? Yeah. To 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 really tell the story. Um, but I'm gonna give it a four, man. I it, I still feel like it's it's a powerful film, and it always makes me feel pretty sad for. This group of kids, I wouldn't want to say like the entire generation of kids because I think kids are actually probably way, they mm-hmm. live better lives than this, you know? <laughs> but uh, it, I always feel for all these kids. I mean, no matter how horrible they are, because it's just like their lot in life and just the way that they yeah. are. It's like, it's weird. It's a weird thing. It's It, it sucks to, to, to feel for kids that do bad things, but at the same time, they're fucking kids. Like, that's what I feel like the, the name of the goddamn titles. They're not kids that will account- be kids. They're not that accountable for their for their horrible horrible actions. Somebody failed these failed these young people, and and the results are on screen. So there it is, Kyle. Um, I'm going to give this. Um, I'm going to give this three skateboards, and I want to specify what my points are for. I'm giving all three points to uh, the story and the message of the film. Um, one thing that I think is very interesting through our whole conversation is, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but not once did anybody mention anything technical about this film. And, you know, that's something that kind of bothered me a little bit. And that's why I probably won't give it a four. 
um, because I feel like it could have been presented maybe a little bit better. But I, I get, I understand the rawness of it. But I think that the Shining Star is the story, and in the really powerful, depressing but very real message that is told on screen, and it's something that I don't think. You know, I don't. I don't think it's something people think about all the time, but it's something that's actively happening. You know, at some point in people's lives. So, I I appreciate the film for that aspect of it for sure. So I'm going three skateboards on this one. I will agree with you. I'll go. Uh, I'll go three skateboards on this one too. Um, it's weird. the The way I would describe this film is that it's a it is a good film that I don't like. <laughs> yes, that is perfect. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. It's a good film that I don't like, man. I just watching it again makes me go, God, I want to watch this again. Like, I don't ever care to see this movie ever, <laughs> ever again. You know, but it's not a bad film, and it, it and and this like I think the style that rawness and that I definitely think they captured something like uh, mm. a lifestyle or. Um, uh, a generational thing that 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 spoke to an audience uh, with a very powerful message, and 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 uh, spoke to a, a younger audience in a way that uh, maybe speaks better to them than like some cookie cutter Hollywood film would. Um, which I don't even think cookie cutter Hollywood would touch a topic like this, which I think is also very brave. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for that, I got to give it three. But like I said, man, I just like for the, uh, another big problem I didn't talk about was pacing. Yeah, like, this could have been about a half hour shorter. I agree with that. Um, but otherwise, from that, a solid film. But just again, I, I don't like this movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird way to describe it. But uh, Chris, I'm gonna give this movie four skateboards, um, and it's because I, I've said it before about other films. Um, sometimes when I get done watching a film that really emotionally affects me. Like it, it stays with me for a few days, and I find myself thinking about it. And 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 the 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 gripes, you know, like of course with the pacing, I agree, is a little slow. But that kind of falls away, and like certain imagery stays in your head, and then themes stay in your head, and ideas. And this is one of those films that does uh, kind of haunts you a little bit. Um, you know, it's it's not something that's super relevant right now, but definitely when I first saw it, it left me with that impression of just kind of grimy and like I needed to go take a shower and hug my mom or some shit, you know, (laughs) but like, (laughs) that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing in any film. Um, if, if a film can make you, uh, feel that way after you come out of it, you, you had an experience, uh, whether for good or bad. So, um, so for me, this film does it, it's a four and, um, yeah, I, again, even after talking about this, I don't know if I can 100% say it's a cult film, but maybe it was at one point. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. We do have some reviews to read, so if uh, people want to get those queued up so they can read those, I will give some people some information that they can enjoy. Uh, please follow us on Instagram at review. You can also follow us on Twitter at that. You can follow us on Facebook uh, make sure that you guys subscribe to our YouTube. Go to our website, cultfilmandreview.com. Check out all the stuff on there. We got the first 55 episodes up on YouTube. We got all the episodes up on the website. And we have these reviews ready for you. I've got one queued up here. This review was left by Used Pizza. Used Pizza? <laughs> I love these names. Guys, keep them coming. Uh, the title of this review is Join This Cult. 
And he says, or she says, any bunch of fools can sit around talking about the latest Marvel movie or waiting for the comet to come get them. Or make a snarky bad movie podcast and drink Kool-Aid. These guys are taking cult film appreciation to the next level with smart, funny examinations of the unique and offbeat. They offer fair and thoughtful analysis of their films, and they have fun doing it. This is a great podcast for anyone who loves movies in general and cult films in particular. Keep it up, guys, and please, 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 I'm going to add a third please for you. Please review Fateful Findings. There you go. What an awesome review. Thank you. You got, you got, you got an extra drunk please from me. Thank you very much, yeah. used pizza. All right. Regardless of who ends up reading this next one, Cody, can you read the title? Uh, let me see here. Right, look at my phone. Okay. Uh, it says, you can find me. Yeah! <laughs> uh, why don't you guys take that? Oh, okay. So this is this is from uh, J Plus or J Plus Five. <laughs> I, I, I prefer J Plus Five. J Plus Five. Who, by the way, I might say, uh, uh, is is opening a very sick unboxing right now of VHS tapes. And one of the things he's got in there is the old uh, Night of the Sentinels. Uh, 1995 X-Men animated series. Oh, shit. I own that. Actually, Chris owns that because I found that at a VHS store. And the one I found had the trading cards and little poster inside. I didn't didn't even know that I would be reading one of his reviews. I was literally looking at Instagram, and I was like, oh, what a sick box. Oh, this guy fucking made away like a bandit. (laughs) 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 And and it's like, oh, it's the same guy. Well, that's crazy. Anyways, let us go to J. Plue 5, his review. He says, uh, love the show, hands down, one of my all-time favorite podcasts, and it only keeps getting better. Thank you. Sound quality and production are awesome. Oh, there you go, Kyle. Yeah. Boom. I love getting shout-outs. And I love <laughs> how I don't have to wonder when the next episode will be out. You can tell these guys really love film and that they have a good time with the material as well. I always find myself laughing out loud every time I listen. Keep up the great work, guys. Can't wait to hear what's next. Guess what? We are going to do another show. (laughs) (laughs) We will do it. We're going to do it. All right, J Plus 5, J Plus. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all the reviews. Uh, Three today. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty Uh, awesome. Did you tell anyone about the website? Yeah, I did. I was doing that while you were reading uh, your uh, review to read. Oh. Reading your review to read. Reading your your review to read. (laughs) All right, guys. Just make sure that you follow Kyle. Ah! You can follow me on Instagram at cultfilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at cultfilm underscore Chris on Instagram. And you can follow Mike at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show for this week, guys. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch good movies. See you next week. So much energy!